Fun Talk continues now in a more informal setting. Get ready for an on-topic, off-topic free-for-all featuring Tom, Call Screener Michelle, and Gun Talk producer Jim. Now, lazily, bon ton roulet. In Louisiana, that means let the after show good times roll. It's the after show where fun and games happen all the time. You can't win if you don't play. Got Jim and Michelle here because no one else will do this with us. I don't know. You guys are my only friends. Oh, hello, Tom. <laughs> We're hey, glad guys. to be here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad to have anybody here. I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, jeez. So, James. Yes, sir. You didn't make it to the ammo company. That's going to have to be Yeah, we got rescheduled, unfortunately. Okay. That's all right. Stuff happens. It's a fun deal. Yeah, it's all good. And you'll get up there and give us a report. I uh, I had a ball at the Black Hills Ammo Factory. God, they make good ammo there. A lot of commitment. You see uh, in people's, at everybody's desk, they got, uh, whether they got deer heads in their offices or groups that they've shot attached to their desk. It just, you know, everybody there is, is involved. Well, I mean, it is South Dakota, so you got that going for you, too. Sweet. Yeah, it you was may, fun. You may want to relay that story that you told me earlier to Michelle. She wasn't here about the, the quality control they have there. Oh, yeah. They, um, of course, they have machines that are doing the quality control, but then there's this huge room that's full of, there. 100% of them are women, because they tell me that men can't keep up their concentration long enough to do it. Imagine picking up eight, you know, cartridges, rifle cartridges, just rolling them in your hands for three seconds, pull two of them out and put them to the side, and they're looking for blemishes, the rim doesn't look right, the, the crimp isn't right, uh, it just, it's crazy, the, you know, how finely, sometimes they'll say it didn't sound right, and they'll identify one case that didn't get a full powder charge. It's really nuts, the wow. quality control that goes into it. That's awesome. Very discriminating tastes we females have. <laughs> oh yeah, if that were the case, why would you hang around men at all? Exactly. Well, you said you needed friends. <laughs> Felt bad. Well, that's true. We're, we're needy. What can I tell you? Yeah, we get the you pity know, vote. It's true. That's true. What are you gonna do? So you you didn't like my idea of the Velcro holster and the uh, the caveman deal? Uh, that was a little much for me, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> they just went right to the imagery and mm, not I, so I, much. I had just seen the Geico commercial with the caveman on it, so it was in my head. And I'm thinking, heck, you could stick a Velcro host on that dude anywhere and it would stick. <laughs> well, and we go back to the comment of last week with Jim's hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the bun. <laughs> Somehow, that's right. We full circle on that deal all the way back around. Here we go. Pick Holy on Jim smoke. again. That's okay. I'm resilient. No. That's right. That's right. Well, at least if you have a rush preventative hairspray, so that would work. So I got to call the folks at Slip 2000 see if they can come up with the something. Slip 2000. Have I got a marketing idea for you guys? There you go. Yeah, right. Click. I'm sorry. Hello? Hello? Body and hair shampoos. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> As part of your uh, gun cleaning operation right? sure. and, and those who are just you know picking this up are going what? what's wrong with those people so it'd be great because what are they talking you about just take your guns right in the shower with you kill two birds with one stone hey i tell you you know after we had uh, robbie bartman on here from robar his great gun finishes and how that would protect your guns when you're carrying them and you know it's a sweaty environment and get a lot of rust and all of course the the slip 2000 stuff works so well i keep are you guys still using that? I keep getting good reports on Slip 2000. My husband loves it in the shop. That's, I mean, that, that's a tried and true statement with us. So it, it uh-huh. is, it's something that he uses. So, yeah, I have to say we stand behind it. If you get a chance, uh, try the, 
what do they call it? Carbon killer. Right. It looks uh, kind of milky looking stuff. Man, it'll just take, like if you've got a stainless steel gun, you soak it, the parts in that for 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Then take a little toothbrush and work on it. It'll take all of the black crud and stuff that you get on stainless steel. It'll just make it shine like a new penny. I just had an email from somebody that says, is there any way I can listen to the after show live? Yes, there is. You call into the after show. That's how you listen to it live. <laughs> That's about it. It's, it is the after show. It's an internet delivered system. So if you're listening to it now, you obviously are getting it through some form of web delivery. But you can also get it through the uh, the Gundelio app, which is working. We Oh, man, we've had some really, I mean, you know, we kind of did a soft launch. We haven't really announced it much to the world. But we've had uh, several thousand people already have picked up the uh, the Gundelio app. And I'm getting reports back from people saying, man, I saved 35 bucks on this deal. You know, I got two mags and a bag that I didn't know I was going to get when I bought this gun. It's, you know, that's what it's all about is... I don't know how you keep up with all this stuff, honestly, if you don't have something like this. That's like a win-win for the retailer, too, because there's no there's no cost to them. And they got no, people walking retailer, in the store that yeah. were going to buy something anyway, probably. Yeah, exactly. They so, say, you know, they're coming in the store and say, well, I'm looking at a pick something, a, a Ruger. And, you know, if the store clerk can say, well, are you aware that when you buy that, if you send this little form in, you'll actually, they'll send you two extra magazines. You Cool, I'm in. It doesn't cost the store anything, doesn't cost the consumer anything, and the manufacturers already given the stuff away. They just want everybody to know about it. It works all the way around. Absolutely. One in, one spot shopping. It, it's awesome to have a yeah, rebate we, center, basically. We have a full-time, I'm not kidding, a full-time, all-day, everyday person doing nothing but working on Gundelio, finding these deals and putting them on there. So we're uploading this thing, updating it all the time. And the manufacturers are all being made aware that you have it, too? Yes, we're trying to let them all know. Uh, and well, I mean, they don't have to be a sponsor or anything to be involved in this. We just put every, every deal we can find, we stick it on there. And right. now there are some that have become sponsors, and that allows them to do some additional things like send a, a push notification where they say, well, we would like to let Gundelio folks know that we've got this special, or we'll do a push to them, and then all of a sudden your phone goes, bing, hey, uh Crimson Trace has a special deal that's only available for the next week, and you're going to your store and you buy this and you get this other thing. It's just a way for you to find out you know, about this other things that are out there and other deals. So, I mean, really, it's just all about saving money. But the cool part is you can also listen to the after show on it. <laughs> yeah, because you can. It, it, we have all the podcasts, and also we have videos, so you can l- look at a bunch of our videos from our TV shows through your app. I mean, it's, it's but but not slick. videos of the after show. Thank goodness. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I was uh, have to dress dressing today saying, yeah. yeah, what what should I wear to doing radio? <laughs> it's actually somewhat frightening. So there you go. We'll <laughs> so, just say this. We uh, we dress comfy. We, we got on our, our uh, lounging around shorts and a shirt that you almost wouldn't be seen out in public. You know, that kind of a deal. It's all great. So Great. Just between us, right? <laughs> yes, and our 50,000 downloaders. Yeah. That's right. Exactly right. So there you go. So uh, interesting conversations today about the whole um, will not comply movement. What do you think? It didn't surprise me one bit. I think that's where most of America, who actually is a firearm owner, basically sits. Anybody that is a person that stands behind our Bill of Rights and, and constitutional amendments, I, you know, I got to believe that's where all of them really feel. Now, there's some people that be bamboozled into believing the safety 
I'm using the air quotation marks here. She is doing it. I can attest to that. (laughs) You know, the whole safety (laughs) side of the purpose to register. But, you know, I mean, it's just... That's it's just bamboozling. It, there's really no other reason than to get information and, and registration. Well, Jim, you pointed out that uh, that's what Wounded Knee was all about. Just like the uh, origin, the origin of the Revolutionary War, Wounded Knee it was uh, 1890. Yeah, they, uh, the Seventh Cavalry came to confiscate the guns. Right, and the the really sick part about that, I thought, was I can't remember if it was 297 or 279. I guess I could Google it, but. Uh, you had most everybody had turned in their guns already. Then they were mowed down. It wasn't like yeah, they, I mean, they, not, they fought them off, you know. And more than that, they chased them down after it was over and then killed every man, woman, and child there. Well, this but the at least US they got medals and badges of courage for that. They did get awarded. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So uh, there is a history, and a lot of people don't want to think about this, but there is a history in the U.S. under our government of people being rounded up and or killed because they didn't comply with the firearms law. We'll take a look at Ruby Ridge. What was that about? Ultimately, it was about uh, Randy Weaver didn't pay a $200 tax because if he had paid a $200 tax for cutting a shotgun barrel shorter than 18 inches, then he would have been legal. But instead, they machine gunned his 14-year-old son in the back. They shot his wife, Lon Horiuchi, the FBI sniper, shot his wife when she was holding... Uh, nothing more sinister than their infant child killed her, all because, and all these people are on this mountain because he cut a, a tube off. He cut a shotgun barrel shorter than an arbitrary 18 inches, and that still would have been legal if he'd paid his $200. Yep. So it still happens here. That was just any child. That was an assault child. That was a threatening child, Tom. She was armed with an assault child. Yeah, yeah. I think she was breastfeeding. So hey, there you go. After this break, can we talk numbers a little bit about uh, compliance? Yes, I like three is a good number. To go, hold the mail. We'll be right back. No matter what gun you have, you want it to hit harder, shoot faster and flatter, and be more accurate. You get all that with the ammunition from Double Tap. Double Tap's experts select the best bullets, then load them to higher velocities while keeping safe pressures. Shoot small groups, shoot farther. Use custom hunting loads in your handgun or rifle. Even fire two projectiles with one shot. DoubleTapAmmo.com. That's DoubleTapAmmo.com. All right, they say it's a uh, game of inches. Sometimes it's just a game of numbers. And, Jim, you brought it up as we were heading to the break. So what numbers do you want to talk about? I'm just kind of head-scratching here, but there's, what, 310 million U.S. citizens, approximately? Um, Yeah, 310 to 330 is the numbers I've seen. All right, let's go 310 just because we like to argue. Um, And they say (laughs) that uh, gun owners are approximately 100 million, right? Roughly, yeah. Maybe more than that, but roughly. Pick a, a nice round number. Let's say... Um, 80% comply with gun registration and, and hand over their guns at that point because we're going down the road mm-hmm. here a little bit. And mm-hmm. 80% of them turn, that leaves 20 million people that haven't. Of the 20 million people, let's say you have another attrition rate of 80% that say they're going to fight to the death and don't, and they end up having a gun in their face and they, they surrender all their guns too. That leaves you with 4 million armed people that are not going to go down easy. And this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, groups of people necessarily at, at, I'm not saying they wouldn't group together, but 
We're not talking about a, a platoon of citizens. You're talking about a couple guys hiding in the woods and here and there doing guerrilla style warfare, which is some of the hardest stuff to fight. That's yeah, a, you're kind of in the whole of Red Dawn thing. Yeah, you're. I mean, Lord knows we don't want to go there. And God forbid. It could be. It could be that with any luck, if the government sees and understand that we've got the country and then we've got the government, and the two are not the same, as they say. I love my country. I fear my government. If they look at this and say, well, gee, people just aren't complying with this, they have a couple of ways to go. They can back off or they can ratchet up. The tendency is they want to ratchet up because they just want to keep it going. One wonders, I guess this is where you kind of go in multiple threads at the same time. One wonders if, the, if it gets to that point, people would find a way to become more involved in the political process because what you want to do is not go to this place. Right. Where there's this armed confrontation. We want to stop that. We can do that. We can go to the polls. You know, we gun owners didn't go to the polls. We let Barack Obama get elected twice. It just hurts me to say that. I actually have people tell me there's nothing he can do about guns because he can't move the Congress and he can't do anything without the Congress. Of course, we've seen what he does with executive orders. But put all that aside. The judges, the justices, the Supreme Court is where the action is. If our people, and I'll just say this flat out, if our people don't get involved this time, and if we don't, not that I love the Republicans, don't get me wrong, but if we don't put a Republican in the White House this time and stop the Democrats, if we get Hillary Clinton, I'm not sure, I was going to say I'm not sure that it's recoverable. The real point is I don't know how you recover from 16 years of this. I don't know how you recover from 16 years of Supreme Court selections. Which, what that does which is 40 years down the road, right? Yes, yes, at mm. least. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the elections as we get closer to it. I don't want to spin our wheels up too early here because the primaries are just kind of fun. It's kind of like watching the circus come to town, especially when you got a Donald Trump, and Trump involved. See, I you think know. Trump is great. I wouldn't vote for him, but I think it's great because he just speaks his mind and, you know, is he over know, the top and just... theatrical? Sure he is, but everybody else is afraid to say, and he won't He won't win. I mean, if he did win, it'd be kind of freaky, but he, he won't win. But to air out a bunch of laundry that a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's got a lot of Hispanics backing him after what he said because they've done it yeah. the legal route. There is a legal way to, to, to migrate I, I, to the country. I love one, one commenter said, well, people are asking, is he harming the Republican Party? He says, well, not nearly as much as they've harmed themselves. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's when you said like the co- the country and the government are not the same. That's kind of like saying conservatives and Republicans are the same. Yeah, that, not even close. That's right. That's not even close. I mean, you got. I mean, give me a break. John Boehner, all he wants to do is cut deals. He yeah. Just, I mean, he just said, who can I cut a deal with? Who can I say yes to? Who I, who can I back down to? Oh, yes, sir, Mister President. I'll beat my chest in front of the public, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree to pretty much anything you want. Here's an interesting take: John F. Kennedy, Democrat well-known president he's more conservative than the most conservative guy in the republican party right now if you really look true. at, at, at wh- what he did i mean where have we gone so, there you go so you know um so what we do is we stay involved we get involved but at the same time we keep buying ammo and i was going to ask you about this michelle i mentioned earlier that ammo prices have come down considerably from the crazy times of what was it about three years ago ballpark something like mm, that yeah. three four years ago what are you seeing people it's weird, but we will not buy when the prices are low. And then when it goes crazy, when the prices are high, we all run around trying to buy ammo. Well, I think it's that fear that it's never going to be available again. 
you know, that's the primary drive. So when it's there and available in a decent price, everybody's like, eh, you know, there's a lot of it there. <laughs> I don't need to buy well, it now. You know, when we say that people aren't buying ammunition and then we complain about people <laughs> that are hoarding ammunition all at the same time, I think there's a fine line there. You know, buy it, train, use it, have a surplus, but you don't have to be crazy with how much you have sitting as a surplus. True, but I'm just sitting there thinking about how people, I know what people are saying. They say, well, I, I can get that anytime because there's plenty of it now. But after Newtown, it all went away within a week. Well, I think part of the problem is, too, is at that time, there was only one, two, maybe three manufacturers. And now you're saturated with all these different manufacturers that are either importing the ammunition into our country or just more people that are on the boat making specific calibers, you know, the mm-hmm. five, five, six, the two, two, threes. You've got so many companies now that some people have never heard of before that are out there producing ammo. And we've got, so we've got a lot of it on the market now. Right. Having said that, I still think that when the next big thing, whatever it is, whether it's a, a presidential election or a you know, publicized mass shooting or whatever, I think the shelves could be emptied in a week. Oh, yeah. And the people were back to doing the exact same thing. Or people running around saying, oh, my gosh, I can't find any ammo. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it was all there at really good prices. And now it's twice what it was before and you can't get it. So well, We just saw that with the green bullet. <laughs> you know, with the two twenty three yes. green bullets. I mean, it, it was yeah. the same thing. Nobody wanted anything. And then all of a sudden you heard about it on the news and there was a panic and they drove consumers to push to purchase it. It's a great point. And then when they ran, people ran out of being able to find green tip. Then they bought three oh eight and thirty out six and anything else that was there that no one was talking about getting rid of. Right. It's like a bunch of sheep you know, running around going, wolf, wolf, wolf. As I've gone over myself, I think people just need to be realistic about where they are with their feelings. You know, part of it being with, you know, the whole compliance with registration. What do you want to do? What don't you want to do? How much ammo you think you need to have, you know, for different purposes, for training, for defensive, for whatever is going on in your mind and not be put as a crazy or... <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not, yep. I'm not really sure where that line goes, but it's it's definitely something that is driven by conversation that's happening in the media, you know, by the government and because of the moves that they're making. All right, here's a question for you: How much ammo is enough? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. How do you know? Well, what's what's the downside? I mean, it, it keeps forever. What's the downside to stockpiling? I mean, you don't have to go out and buy ten thousand rounds today, but if you bought right. hundred rounds a week, I mean, pick a number; right. it doesn't matter. Right. What's you the just downside? Kind of over the. Over the course of the next two or three years, you got to say you got to ten thousand rounds. Um, there's really no downside. It's probably not going to go down in price, and it's not going to go bad. It could even be traded there. down the road if you know. It could be traded if you know if the if we turn into a Greece and we don't have money. Uh, but they have great that, food. But also, <laughs> there you go. I'll, tr- I'll gladly trade you a box of ammo for a baklava. <laughs> <laughs> my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So there you go. But you know, I, with, I don't know. With some of that conspiracy, we create our own problem with ammo and the availability sure. of ammo. No doubt. So, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, ammo story for you. I'm up at uh, Black Hills talking to Jeff about 556 five, and we're you know, the, we always ask the question, we get asked all the time. 556 five, versus 223, right? Mhm. And he said, well, he says, we, they have pressure testing equipment there. He says, you know, we test that all the time. And he says, the truth of it is, you can put a 5.56 and a 2.23, and it will test 
at 10,000 PSI over the SAMI spec. Hmm. That's wow. a lot. That's wow. a lot. So he, he said, no, it's not you know, just hokum. It's none of that. It's you will, you can't, well, not you will, but you can get higher pressures. So I asked him about uh, hot ammo, you know, how much. He said, well, we actually, um, we have an oven we put ammo in. They go, well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I said, okay, because we've tested it up to like 130 degrees. He said, oh, no, no, we can take it up to 300. And I said, okay, why? <laughs> why are we doing this? And he said, well, they do a lot of loading for military. And he said, you sit there and shoot at full auto. And then stop shooting. Last round goes in the chamber. The gun is hot. You've run through several, several magazines. Ah. And he said, a round sitting in there. Now this barrel is almost just glowing. It's so hot. And the round just sits there and gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. And he said, the round could be at 250 degrees. Wow. Who wow. thought that? Hence I would never have imagined. Off, yeah. Exactly. Wow. He said, so you have to choose the powders carefully. There's, some powders are very uh, temperature sensitive and others are not. So it just I thought the whole thing was very interesting. I mean, he was like I don't know if you remember the old commercials, the Shell Answer Man. Yeah. When it comes to ammo, he was the he's the guy. Just well, Jeff, what about this? And the, in the middle of the conversation, one of the guys says, "Yeah, we t- tested somebody else's ammo." They're, he said, "We're always testing our competitors." And the I forget the cartridge, but it was the the Sammy spec. With Sammy being the organization that sets the standards, it was like 14,000 PSI. And these guys had 26,000 PSI on their ammo, this competitor. Holy smoke. Yeah. Uh, you know, that'll that take a, a gun apart. That's not a skosh. That's, uh, that's, no, that's not a skosh. That's, that's more than 50% higher. Yeah. So that's, that's beyond proof load. And a proof load, do you guys know about proof loads, what those are? No, sir. Uh, a proof load is a specific load, much higher pressure in a particular caliber. And they use it to test guns to see if it will blow them up. Uh, and so a proof load has a very specific pressure that Sammy specified. And they get companies to load proof loads for the, for the gun companies. But when you shoot a proof load, you're in another room. And the gun's in this other room where if it blows up, you're not standing next to it. And he what? said some of the loads out there are approaching proof load status or wow. even higher. Okay, uh, so good. you want to be buying ammo from people you you trust, people who actually do pressure testing. Now, what what is the effectiveness versus the machismo factor on something like that? I mean, loading over a lot of it's just a lot of it's just marketing. Hey, our our loads are faster. Yeah, they are. It's um, but I like my fingers. Like to keep them. Like most of them, yeah, use them almost every day now. It's amazing. <laughs> Typing, you know, it's that whole thing. I don't know, but the way you type, Jim, it may not matter. So no, I'm a hunting okay. peck guy, you know that. That, eight, that, that 80% attrition rate we talked about, I could get by. God <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it was all interesting. So what I want to do is go. I want to go back there with the cameras, and I want us to do a bunch of, not Mythbusters exactly, but kind of a... Isn't this interesting things like the two two three five five six? Let's test that in the pressure gun. It's like we did with I mentioned the forty four magnum and the forty four special, mm-hmm. where the forty four special out penetrated the forty four magnum because it uses the slower lead bullet. Hard to hard um, to grasp. All, hard, all kind of weird stuff. Yeah. And then he also they have a back room that we didn't get into because there are people doing things back there for the military that we are not allowed to know about. But it's one of the reasons that Black Hills makes such good ammo is they've got a skunk works back there 
doing really cool stuff. Sweet. And yeah, I kind of heard about a little bit of it, but uh, I'm sure he didn't let me in on the really cool stuff. It's, it's like when I was going through another factory about four years ago, an ammo factory, picked up this boat and they said, you didn't see that. I said, really? He said, yeah. That was before, and you've already read stories about it now, they had steerable bullets. They actually could steer what? them in flight. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How? I know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh. What? You don't need to know. Control fins. And that's right. I'm sorry. I can tell you, but I got to kill you. Kill you. Uh, exactly. They had a grenade launcher, and they could shoot it like if people were hiding behind a wall or behind a car, for instance. Mm-hmm. They could laser on the barrier, and then this thing would go like three feet past the barrier. They would shoot right over the top of it, and the grenade would go off. Airburst kind of thing. Does it, yeah, airburst. I said, how does it? How does it know it's gone that far? And they said, well. We know what the revolutions are, what the twist rate is. Oh, wow. And it just counts how many times it's turned, and it knows how far it's gone, and then it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're worried about the machine. green tip bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're going, it's just, just we're, we're talking about the dumbest of the dumb bullets. They don't even expand. I mean, really, we're worried about these things? So uh, we're going to be doing, I'm just, just trying to think. We've got our shows. If you guys get a chance, I don't know if you get Pursuit Channel where you are, if you have Dish or Direct, but you got to check out some of these shows. The show's just getting better and better, and this one where we took the guy out to the range, and he got a shooting lesson, but we kind of went into his house and stocked it full of stuff. So when he came back, and we surprised him with all the stuff. It was very cool. That's a neat. He was moved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of volunteers, we're going to start shooting the First Person Defender series in a couple of months. And if anybody wants to, I was just pointing (laughs) to you. (laughs) There you go. If you guys want to hustle down here to good old South, there's nothing better than South Louisiana in August when you put on all that protective gear (laughs) and you're wearing a helmet. I mean, it just don't get no better now. Yeah, between now and then, I could put on thirty pounds. That would help. (laughs) That would right because we'll get rid of it for you. (laughs) Is it dry? Sweat it off. Is it dry down there? We're pretty but, yeah, swampy, but it's a dry <laughs> moist. Yeah, it's like we ne- we hardly ever get over hundred percent humidity. It's, it's, um, <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, if people want to get involved in that if they'd like you know, see the first person defender series. They can look at that on YouTube and then uh, drop us a note info at guntalk dot com. Just an email info at guntalk dot com if they want to apply to be included in that because we're starting to line people up for that. That's that's cool. fun. Cool. Yeah, you betcha. So I told, I think I mentioned to you I bought a couple of um, ankle holsters. Yeah, do tell. H- have you ever, have you ever used ankle holster? I've tried one. My wife my wife yeah. had one, and um, yeah, I, I tried it in the past. I wanted it to work. I couldn't get it to work for me. It just wasn't comfortable. So these are supposed to be like the most comfortable. So sure, why not? I'll try. Yeah, that. See, I wear shorts all the time. I mean, almost year round. So I mean, ankle holster. I mean, I I guess it would no longer. Well, that's be called open carry. carry at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> open carry. Wear an ankle holster when you're wearing shorts. <laughs> so that's your idea of open carrying, huh, Jim? There you go. That'll, that'll work. Back to the caveman theory. <laughs> I gotta wax my legs. <laughs> Oh, it just got real bad there, didn't it? it took, took an ugly turn. So what have you found you know, so far? I literally tried it for two minutes, just trying it, trying it on, saying, no, 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 no. But so I need to spend a little time and figure out, okay, how does this gun work, and it, how do I pull it out? And I read and, a little bit about it, and some, some guys profess to the inside of the leg versus oh, yeah, the outside yeah, definitely of the leg. Inside of, no, you want inside of the leg. Uh, so like your right-handed draw, 
if you're right-handed, you want it on the inside of your left leg. Left right, leg. right. Mm-hmm. So, and I've got one that is for revolvers and one is for small semi-autos. Because I'm not sure which I'm going to like. So, anyway, I'll try them out and I'll give you a report on them once I know. A hairy ankle range report. <laughs> there you go. When the Velcro gets caught on the, in the hair, you go, <laughs> Yikes. If you hear me scream, you're going, oh, Tom's taking off his gun again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great week. Always fun. And uh, for those that, uh, if you're listening to this on the web or some other place, get the Gun Dealio app. That way you'll have it wherever you go, as well as getting the best deals out there. Just gundealio.com. Smart move. There you go. Next week, guys. Take care. See you. Bye. Well, there you go. Another Gun Talk After Show is in the can. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. And remember, everything Gun Talk is available 24-7 at guntalk.com. See you next week for the Gun Talk After Show.